Yeah. Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of Exposure Runs, the podcast. I'm your host, Mustafa. I have two legendary coaches with us um, from Rich Township. I have Coach, excuse me, wow. I have Coach Lou Adams and Coach Mark Lester. Uh, Coach, you don't mind, I'm going to read off a little dossier of yours. You don't mind me doing that? I don't mind at all. Okay. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I actually just a few weeks ago, about last week, uh, last Sunday, I think, I was kind of, um, I want to say berated a little bit, but like kind of came at it a little bit when I had um, Coach Mike up here, Coach Irvin up here. I, I'm sorry, no, not even Coach Irvin. I had uh, uh, Coach Rob up here, and I missed one of his championships uh, when I was naming off his stuff, and Coach Rob <laughs> Coach Rob said, no, it's, it's, it's actually eight. So wherever you got that information from, they just ain't updated. So if I miss anything, forgive me. I will. Okay. I will. All right. So we got Coach Lou Adams, spent 12 years at Orr, won three state titles. Uh, 17 at Orr. See? There we go. Yeah. 17 at Orr. Thank 18 you. to be exact. 18. 18. So 18 years at Orr. Mm-hmm. All right. Three state titles. Yes. Would have been four. Yeah, like it's like like playing spade, three impossible. Oh, one yeah, impossible. Yeah, three impossible. I, I, I like that because Something I actually had that in here yeah, too. Because yeah. what y'all was favored to win when they shut down. Everything. Yeah, yeah. I would, actually, I would have probably tied Rob and uh, I think uh, McLean. Okay. Before. All right. So 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 three and impossible. Yeah. Okay. I'll we take go, it. We'll, we'll take, take it. that. All right. I take it. Uh, and I actually wrote rumored that pandemic probably kept y'all from winning the fourth. Yeah. Uh, you have won or shared five league Red West titles. Yes. Okay. Uh, fell to Simeon in the first uh, city title game in 2018. Yes. That was your only appearance? Yes. Okay. In the, in the championship game, I've been to the Final Four like three times. Okay. Okay. Sometimes named or the 18th winning this program in 2001. You yes. coached some very uh, illustrious players from Chase Adams to Mike Henry, Danny Smith, Raekwon Drake. You could tell that their parents were Wu-Tang fans, I'm going to assume. And Ty Mosley, just to name a few. Um, and then. Don't leave out Lou Adams Jr., my son. Oh, yeah. Lou, I actually had that. I don't know why I didn't type. And then your son, of course. And your son is currently playing professionally. Well, he's done now. He has a, I have a grandbaby, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Lou Adams Jr. No disrespect to the to the junior. Got to keep the lineage in there. Yeah. Um, and then in 2017 title run, you had to, like, you had to go through a gauntlet of Whitney Young twice, mm-hmm. Proviso East, Fenwick. St. Joe's, uh, was that one of the St. Joe's, that was one of the last years before they closed the school? I think so. I thought so, too. Yeah, I think um, so. Rest in peace to Coach Payne. Uh, you had to go through Bogan. Yeah. Right? A couple of times. A couple of times. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. <laughs> Curie, St. Louis, Vashon, and then you beat Winnebago for the championship. Yes. The only high school coach, to my knowledge, that has been nominated for an Emmy, which is sports documentary. I don't know no other. I think so. Don't quote me because it might yeah, be something the way. Okay, I'm well, quoting. Now, I spent is. time. I yeah. had about 15 yeah. tabs up yeah. trying to find another yeah. coach that yeah. has been nominated for yeah. an Emmy for a sports documentary yes. uh, called A Shot in the Dark. It was filmed over a two-year period. Um, and then you have Coach Lester, uh, who has spent, uh, you said, 12 years over at Bogan? On the boys' side. On the boys' side. I coached four years on the girls' side. Okay, okay. Um, And then you also, you yourself, uh, Coach, uh, you work in banking, and you do most of your coaching, like, as soon as you take off that tie, you throw on that coaching uniform. Some days tie still on. Oh, some days tie still on? (laughs) Now, when you was over at Bogan, y'all also won a couple championships, and y'all also had a nice little, not not even nice little, y'all had a great team over there. We won the city championship in 20... 
2015. 2015. Um, and we lost in the um, state championship, 3A state championship in 2019 okay. in overtime. Oh, oh wow. So um, we had a good run. Won about almost 260 games okay. in, during that time. Um, head coach Arthur Goodwin, who's uh, uh, one of my closest friends, good close friend to Lou, uh, really built that program kind of the same way Lou built programs mm-hmm. from the ground up, mm-hmm. which is a uh, really difficult challenge to yeah. do, especially, uh, especially in the city yeah. with the resources and yeah. everything. But uh, we had a good run, uh, and um, you know I'll be forever indebted to Bogan and Coach Goodwin for the work that we were able to put in there. And you guys have been uh, friends for over 20 plus years. No, I would say 30. Nah, about 40. 40, yeah. 40, 40 plus yeah. years. 40 plus. Y'all, y'all, y'all grew up together. Yeah. yeah. Brandon Park. Um, nah. We used to play in Brandon Park back when we were, what, 14, 15. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. who used to win them games most? I let him answer that. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he get a couple. Lou get a Lou get a couple bucks, but people don't realize like Lou was like super athletic, thin, razor thin, yeah. and super athletic. Like he could just uh, like a pogo stick. Mm. Like he could jump, he could he baseball dunk it. He could, he could do everything. Like he could he could so shoot it. So now he tell my player like he could play. <laughs> <laughs> like, but people don't relate. Yeah. People don't believe that. If yeah. I talk when I tell people that. Like, <clears throat> And you should think he was a lot taller than he really is right mm-hmm. now because he was so thin. He was just long. We used to call him Long Gone Lou. And I also, too, I think Goodwin, Goody, exceptional basketball player. I played with Tim Holloway. Goody, mm-hmm. Goody was really good, like really good. Yes, he was. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, Goody very good. good. Yeah. Bless his soul. Rest in peace. Rest yeah. in peace, to my him. man. All right, so my very first question to the both of you guys, I, I, when I get the coaches up here, and I, and I like to kind of like stump them a little bit, name your Mount Rushmore of high school coaches. Each four. You go first. You can put yourself on there if you want, but this is your, this is your Mount Rushmore. Ever? Yes. Sonny Cox. Okay. Don Pittman. Okay. Rob Smith. Okay. Luther Bedford. Okay. I and I know I'm missing people, but those are the guys that did a lot for basketball, and I'm forever indebted to those guys. I used to watch a lot of the. I grew up with a lot of guys that went to Robeson, so Coach Redman, I think, was okay. there back then. Okay. He mm-hmm. always had some really strong teams, and you know, just really similar because we come up in the same era. Right. So those were the teams. I think right. was the coach at uh, CBS. Um, wow. Uh, drawing a blank, but nonetheless, <clears throat> um, we got a very similar lists because we come up in the same era. Gotcha. So there's a lot of respect for, okay. for those guys. Okay. Um, talk about the lineage of players that you both have coached. Who has who was your favorite, and who took the longest to buy in? And I know it's a little difficult to say your favorite because you're supposed to say <clears> to <throat> coach, "Oh, everybody's my favorite." I know uh, that's supposed to be the jargon. I but know for me. And most people gonna think I'm gonna say Michael Henry, and Michael Henry was pretty good when I played for the Grizzlies. But I had a guy on my team named Michael Taylor. It, it's you can't even name the stuff that he did that made us good. Mm. And he's probably my favorite basketball player and favorite person. Mm. Like Michael Taylor was Michael Taylor. Okay. Yeah, he's the Dennis Rodman of my team. Okay. My era. So okay. Okay. I would say Michael Taylor for me. Okay. What about you, Coach Russell? <clears throat> I would have to probably say. 
Uh, Luan Pipkins. Okay. 2015, he ended up going uh, UMass, but he was Luan was maybe 5'10", 5'11", mm-hmm. but he was just tough, just really, really tough. Played hard, just had a high basketball IQ, just could <clears throat> he could will his team to win. Mm-hmm. He, he could figure out how to score in different ways. Where as soon as you try to stop him one way, he just he had a, just a knack just for figuring out. He just knew how to. He mm-hmm. was just a winner. Mm-hmm. Like those kids are really just they hard to find. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's just built into certain kids, and they just know how to win. And Luan just he just absolutely knew how to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2017, I read a column. Uh, well, I read a column from 2017. Uh, where they call or ground zero in Chicago's world of violence. First, my question is, is that accurate? Was that accurate? And second, when you read that, like how, how did that make you feel? Well, you know, it's heartfelt when you hear statements like that. Mm-hmm. Because I wouldn't just point out or. The whole Chicago been bad. Mm-hmm. It ain't just no area anymore. Right, right, right. It's the whole situation. Uh, had some tough times, but had some tough kids. Mm-hmm. And that made it great for me, uh, coaching kids that really respect your body at work mm-hmm. and that really needed mm-hmm. who I was to make sure that they was okay in life. So I, I, I was honored to coach those guys. Tough neighborhood, but Chicago tough. Chicago is definitely yeah, Chicago tough. tough so Chicago is same. definitely tough. I mean, it's just the same for me. Um, one of the things I will say um, since I've been living here is that um, – I started working in education. I worked at an alternative high school as a high school dean. I started off as like an assistant dean, kind of working my way up, an administrator. We opened up about two or three different schools. And Chicago kids, not only are they tough, but if you were able to peel back some of those layers of toughness, they are overwhelmingly loyal. They are very loyal to you um, when they feel like you really, when they feel like that moment that they feel like that you really got them. Yeah. They are like very loyal kids. Yeah. Very loyal kids. I had some kids. My, I think it was Ray and Danny, them. Not Danny, Danny was neighbors at Lincoln Park, but I had a group of guys, about seven of them. And uh, we had got us from trouble at Oil, so they moved us down to the White. And I had to meet with the parents to let them know, like, I'm not going to hold your kids back because I know you guys should, mm-hmm. should be in the red. And they had an opportunity to leave as freshmen. Mm-hmm. And all of them stayed. And we, you didn't think what happened? They was loyal. They are loyal when they. They they are very loyal. loyal. When they when they when they feel that you got, got them, them, they got you. They got you. Yeah, I'm the dean. I'm still the dean at all. So yeah, I know. Yeah, I know so. you stayed down there as yeah, the dean. Yeah. yeah. And so being down there, still working, and then coming up to um, Rich Township, like, like when you when you when you what what is that experience like for you? Like you know you still get to interact um, pretty much with your babies down there, and yeah. then you come up to Rich Township. Uh, and we, and we had this conversation daily with the guys about Orton Township, mm-hmm. you know. They're kids. It, they're kids. It's different neighborhoods, but they're kids. So it's not too much different. Kids are kids for me. So so, so hearing that, you, is, is there a noticeable, um, from an experience, whether it relates to the students and, because, you know, most of, the, most of the athletes, I mean, most of the students are not athletes. Do you notice a difference in the behaviors um, as it relates to? No, 
Okay. No. Okay. No. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. Do the suburban kids have a little bit more of a like? They got some edge to them. They got some edge to them. Okay. You know, you wouldn't think it because you think it's suburban. No, it's not the case anymore. But some of them kids, is it fair to say that a lot of them players, students, kids, they coming from backgrounds is like, well, why y'all acting like that? Like. They There's listen, no need for that. They listen to the same rap music. They sag their pants the same way. Okay. They wear the same earrings. They sometimes the same disrespectful. Mm. They they. There's no difference. The only <laughs> difference is the kid in the suburb can walk home and don't really have to look over their back yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus the kid on. Um, Pulaski, well, Pulaski, that's got to look over his yeah. back and mm-hmm. might have to have something in his yeah. in his pocket. Right, right, right. It's a different. Right. So okay, until they, I don't know that, and I'm not trying to. Honestly, but until you actually in that real heat and that real fire, everybody think that life look it look good. It look tantalizing to people. Yeah, but yeah. until you actually in it, and you realize you get hit with one of them things, life become real quick. I remember having conversations um, with my son, Xavier, um, and, and even um, um, at one point, you know, with Lear when they was at Colin Powell, and, and I used to talk, like, I would, I, I work with those, those those players, those 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 kids that's coming from the environments that they're coming from, and it's like, they're not built like them. I'm talking about some of the, some of the kids who are the, who you would consider the softest is still tougher than y'all. Right. And so, like y'all, you know, having like you said, the, the music and, and just kind of is it, is glorified on things that they watching maybe on YouTube or just other little things. It it, it definitely was a you know it didn't take my son long to like realize like nah we ain't playing that sh-, you know but you know some of the you know some of his peers it was it was a little difficult for them to get it and I still don't understand why you know why they would want to be a part of that experience or have that experience in their life because it's not a fun thing. Yeah, I think. Kids are so influenced by what they see and what they think is right. What what they think is attractive to them, right? And they think that's what the what they're supposed to be. And there's so much to life that they haven't been exposed to. So much. And I tell the guys, man, life. I just told them yesterday. I said, man, life is bigger than Matson. I said it's you know maybe a hundred, yeah, hundred fifty thousand people between Matson Park Forest, Olympia Fields. And uh, 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 Richmond Park, yeah. I said, but it's four hundred million people in the, in the United States alone. Yeah. So we just playing basketball right here. Mm-hmm. This it's guys, this thing go on all over the country. Yeah, definitely. Not even getting into where it's at over the world. Over the world, right, right. Um, when you were shooting the uh, Emmy nominated documentary Shot in the Dark, and um, your team and you were following around for two years, just kind of capturing that footage. Talk a little bit about that, that experience, and what was that like for you? Uh, it was a good experience, but it got, over a period of time, it got kind of like tiresome because mm. it was, you know, scene after scene and shot after shot, mm. and you got to do this, you got to travel to Texas and New York and L.A., and you didn't really have time to coach your teams mm. and practice, but it was a good experience. I met a lot of people along the way, um, but it put us on notice, which is good for the world to see you know, who we are, mm-hmm. and I think it was good for us. What was it like to when you specifically just said that um, for the world to see? What, what was the feeling like of being that um, the face of Chicago, Chicago basketball at that time, doing for for that particular project? Uh, uh, what was that like? It was it was I think it was good for <coughs> the community in the neighborhood. You know, I'm an older guy, so mm-hmm. it really ain't do a lot for me because I had a life before basketball, Got so you. it was just good for <coughs> that those guys at that time. 
And, uh, you know, I, I had uh, two of the guys, Taquan Green and Marquise Pryor, which I had Marquise in seventh grade, uh, just recently got killed, which was tragic for me because mm -hmm. I had him for a long time. But it was good for the light to shine on those guys mm -hmm. you know, at that time. So I felt it was pretty good for all of us. Um, when you both began coaching, how were the players different back then and how are they different today? I'll let Russ go first. <laughs> um, social media was just coming on mm -hmm. when, you know, 20, 25 years ago, mm -hmm, close mm -hmm. to 30 years ago when we started. So you didn't have all this extra stuff going on mm -hmm. around, your, mm -hmm. around your team, around your players. People had to come and know you in order to under, get with you. Right. And so today, people can send text messages or people can see footage and and things start and bubble up and you're like, what, where did this come from? But people, so you don't have that engagement. The other part from a competitive standpoint, kids wanted to play against each other. They wanted to compete against somebody that they didn't know from another area, from another school. And now they all play together. So they all play together, which, you know, to whatever extent, it's okay. But that comp that competitive rivalry that you look for, that friendly competitive rivalry that you had, it, to me, is somewhat diluted hmm. to a certain degree because everybody's friends. That's everybody, a good word. Yeah. Everybody friends. And not that being not friends wrong, is nothing yeah, wrong, yeah, 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 yeah. but the competitive edge yeah, that edge. you need mm -hmm, in order mm -hmm. to play mm -hmm. the game at the level that, is required to be successful, it doesn't always resonate because it's hard to develop that edge, that that, that competitive edge that you need in order to, to get grimy and mm -hmm. really kind of mm -hmm. mental aspect mm -hmm. of what kids need to focus in mm -hmm. and, and do it. Yeah. That part of the toughness, yeah. we didn't necessarily have to coach too much. You it have was, to coach it now. Yeah, You have yeah. to coach it now. That's my boy, I, you know, I, we, we, we going out, we going to, I'm gonna see him at the club in two hours or whatever mm -hmm. at the party. But right now, I need you to be locked in, locked like in. you don't like you don't like him, so I can get the best out of you. Mm. Yeah. So I think for me, um, parenting, parenting oh, is. I was touch on that. You know, I can imagine. I was going to touch on that. I can imagine one of parents coming up to Bob Hamrick talking about their son and playing time. I can imagine. <laughs> are you telling Sonny Cox about playing time? I can imagine what the conversation would you know would be like. Um, Parents are more involved, which you know that's your child, um, and you're supposed to be involved. But you know, let the coach let let them be coach. For as toughness these days, the, the kids back then was more tough. You can talk to them and be okay. You say something now, they ball up. You know, you got to get them to that level where you can talk to them and make sure they get you know keep playing hard. When you talk about some of those those legendary coaches that you mentioned on your Mount Rush, Mount Rushmore, and you kind of talk about the parents. Do you find that some of the parents today, um, how, how can I word? They are uh, kind of living through their child as a relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because some, Absolutely. some of these fathers, you're going like, there now. You know, <laughs> so, going there now. So, oh yeah, I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there. It's, it's rent. It's, it's Bo. It's rant time. It's rant time. It's rant time. You know, being in some of, being in some of these 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 basketball groups right now. So let let me let me go back. Let me, let me preface or fine print my, my statement or my comments by saying I never lived through Xavier. Xavier 
Xavier, and we, we talked about this before you got there, but before you got here, Xavier was a thousand times better than I was as a basketball player at his age. Right. I was tougher. I was a little bit more mentally tougher and a, and a lot more tougher. Right. But skill wise, I, I, could, I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't touch him. I, I couldn't touch. Him. So so knowing that and understanding that, uh, I found that my experience with him as a father, uh, as it relates to him being a player when he was at Marison, eventually over at, um, at Oak Lawn, is that. My presence made more of a discomfort for the coaches than my actual verbiage. Because 95% of the time, maybe 85% of the time, I didn't say anything. I was over there recording. I usually, 100% of the time, you would always see me with headphones right, on. Because right. I didn't want to interact with other parents. I didn't want to interact with the coaches or, or anything like that. And I let them coach him. I didn't live through him. I, I see it daily in these basketball groups where a lot of either parents or just friends of the parents are living through these kids. Like, how do y'all how do y'all deal with that? You know, I'm gonna be honest. I'm kind of more like old school. I ain't really <clears> had <throat> parent issues since I've been coaching. Okay. Because it's a start. You know, I'm from top to bottom. I'm the same way. So I never really dealt with parents like that. I'm just speaking for other coaches. But you know, you got a few parents that might not agree with your program. But that's fine. Because I don't I, they, I don't do their day job, so they won't be able to do my job. But I think also too now kids are kids are most are more emulating the NBA like LeBron got a super team, mm. so the kids want a super team. Just watch the kids pattern; they pattern themselves after you know NBA or you know players like that. When it's been going on for a long time, mm -hmm. Cox was living and Henry was living because Nick joined Benji and Lavertis joined Marcus. It's been, it's been around mm -hmm. for a while, mm -hmm. but I think for the most part right now. Um, most of the coaches are kind of geared up to just coaching their team and not worried about their parents anymore. Okay. And I think, oh, you was going. You said that uh, most parents want to live through their kids. That's 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 true. That's accurate. You know, because they're sending a kid to Simeon because they couldn't go to Simeon, and you gonna have your baby on the bench for a lot of years. Just want to say he mm -hmm. went to Simeon. Mm -hmm. uh, he went to you know, Hales or wherever he went, mm -hmm. you know, because you want to go to that school and you couldn't go, so you send him because that's traditional what it is, mm -hmm. you know, but you don't, you know, everything uh, runs his race, everything. Well, and, and that is true, and Mark, I'm going to let you touch on that. I, I want to add um, that there, there are some good parents out there, too. Yes. I don't, I don't, I don't no definitely, I, I definitely don't <clears> want to <throat> make this a shit on the parents. Yeah. Right. Listen, uh, Chase, Adams, Chase Adams' mom and dad, um, Amari Winner's mother, uh, I'm just gonna give it to you, you know, the way I know it. Um, beautiful. Don't get in our business, don't get in the mix. Um, Jamal McDowell, guard I had, mother, he was really good, never got in the business. Michael Henry Paris, never got in the business. Your kid, you need to let the coach coach your kids, mm -hmm. period. That's just what it is. Mm -hmm. You wanna touch on that, Mark? Yeah, so first up, every parent wants their kid to be successful to whatever degree. Mm -hmm. So you gotta take that for. What kind of sit, yeah. Take it for what it is and set it to the mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. Understood. Mm -hmm. That being said, if you believe in the coach, if you send them there for a reason, because you believe in them, you got to let them go through the process. And a lot of us don't want to see our kids fail. And that's part of it. But failure is part of the character that builds, builds mm -hmm. them up. Mm -hmm. And so... It's not. It's okay to fail. It's okay to lose. The problem is when you don't get up and you don't attempt to recover. Mm -hmm. 
And when they do recover as a parent, you can be there for them. But you gotta let that process, that maturation, that development go through with the child and the coach. They gotta develop that relationship. Because once they're between those lines, you can you sit up in the stand, you, you can't do can't nothing do for your son. You can't, you, can't, you can't sub him in and out. Goody used to have a thing, he said, man, if I see you look up in the stands with your dad, you, I'm subbing you out on the spot. He said, if I get, if I even, you get a bad call, I, if I say something to you, I, I go in on you. If I see you look up in the stands at your parent, I'll sub you right out. He wasn't going. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Like, I run this. You don't like it. You take your kid and you, and you can go. Yeah. It was pretty clear cut. Do you, <clears throat> is, is there a noticeable difference in the parents of the city when it comes specifically to what we're talking about in the suburban kids? We talked about before you got here, Coach, about how a lot of parents in the suburbs are parents who have been able to manufacture themselves to a better lifestyle. And you could you can you could throw that against the wall and kind of filter that however you want when I say a better lifestyle. Yeah, but you know, that's a good question. But most parents in the south suburbs want their kids to be coached hard. Okay. They really want you to coach their kids. They just never had that, except for a few coaches in the suburb. I'm not gonna, you know, call names, but you know, parents want you to coach their kids. Okay. And you know, you can't be soft on your child because when you get to college, and that's the ultimate goal for to get your kid to college. Mm-hmm. Now, no matter about state, city, or whatever you do, where you rank that, <clears throat> ultimate goal is to get your child to college. Mm-hmm. Division one, division two, or division three. Let's just get them to college and go from there. Most of the parents, again, in the suburbs, you know, they don't really get, they haven't really been like that. They want, they want to be coached. Okay. And that's why we've been halfway successful, because we're able to coach their kids. Okay. Right. Okay. I got to be honest. Um, what's the first thing you guys noticed when you got to Rich Township? Like, what was, what was this? <laughs> I've read that. When y'all, <laughs> when y'all walked in there, because I think the, the, the school itself was about a year or two removed from the facility being completed, right? Now, I live around the corner. I literally live around the corner from, from Rich Township. When y'all walked into that facility and y'all saw it, take me through that day. <laughs> when I first seen it, <laughs> I first saw it, um, I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed with the facilities. Mm. But I'm super overwhelmed by the support of our administrative team. Like, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, unbelievable. But not to say that when I was at OR, I, got you. I had a great staff I got that you. made me who I were. Because, I uh, and, and I just going to record for saying that, you know, anytime you got an administrative team that support what you do, mm-hmm. you're going to be good. That's why Rob was good at Simeon. That's why Todd Slot was good at Wooden Young. Mm-hmm. Mike Oliver. Uh, Goody, me, Hopper, we was all good because we had an administrator that believed in what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So once you got that, you mm-hmm. can move. Okay. It's make it, it make it easy, man. Okay. The facilities out there are unbelievable. Like it's unreal, and uh, you know you you just you marvel because you know where you've been. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where you coming from? Yeah, where I'm coming from. Do you do you think the trajectory of your legendary career would have been different, good or bad? if you had facilities like that throughout your entire coaching career? I don't know, man. You can get it. You can get, you know. It's a lot of what ifs. Yeah, it's a lot of what ifs. I got you. I respect that. That made me (coughs) tough, too. 
as a coach. Ooh. That made me tough, okay. too, as a coach. Okay. And I didn't mind going through that. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm from Twinkle, Mississippi, so I've seen this before. Okay. The coach always said, I saw this video before. So, you know, I didn't mind going through it, you know, whatever I went through. Because it made you tough. It made me tough. Okay. It made me believe in my skills, okay. what I got to do to support my team. I so, think that's very under. You know, it, did, okay. it, it didn't, it didn't, and he, we, I mean, it's similar. Right. It didn't really bother me, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Because in that moment, you know, in that moment, um, you're just trying to succeed, and we built that program from ground zero. Mm -hmm. So it was, you know, it was, it was, it was glorifying for me. And then you get most coaches again, don't knock on nobody. Let's get an already made family already. I already got a cousin, brother. Mm -hmm. It's already made already, you mm -hmm. know. But how many coaches can really go make a program? You can write them down. Make a build a program. It's not many. From zero. It's not many. <clears throat> zero. You could probably count on one hand and might maybe get to the yeah, second. Yeah, I got, and I, I always tell, because, you know, Mike Oliver's one of my good, we always talk, you know, and I talk to Rob, and I talk to, I was call him Tyrone Slaughter, we was roommates. I, he mentioned that. I, yeah. He did, Tyrone, he mentioned Tyrone, that. Tyrone, yeah. Tyrone, you know, I always, you know, we hit and miss, but, because everybody on their own schedule, but I talk to him like in the morning at 5.30 to 12.30 at night, every day, five, six, seven times a day, period. And you know, other coaches, I we might hit and miss, you know what I mean? Because again, everybody on their own lane. But you know, I'm gonna talk to him, and get his how you feel, you know. Again, but back to that, that really made me who I were building programs. I built one in Inglewood too. I did it the same way. Mm -hmm. I just missed mm -hmm. it by a little, mm -hmm. you know. So it, it don't bother me, man. It don't bother me. What about you, Mark? You, you know, <laughs> when I first walked in, you're looking at the resource, and you're like, wow. You know, it's pretty impressive, right? Mm -hmm. But knowing how to use it with the kids that you had, like we we used to coaching, we never had, or maybe he did, I never had four and five star kids. Mm -hmm. So you spend a lot of time in the gym developing mm -hmm. kids. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. the work is the work. It don't matter if you got multi million dollar facility or you got a facility that's you not know, multi million dollar or it's eighty years old. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, st you got a court, the court is still the same length. We ain't have, the, rec the court at Bogan wasn't even regulation. It's still not. It's not regulation court. It's smaller than most courts. So you you working with what you got, and it, you become comfortable in that, and you know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. We'd have sophomore and varsity, and sometimes freshmen all practicing at the same time. I got forty kids. On the court, we're doing the same drill, and they got to be able to do it the same way that the varsity players do it. Mm -hmm. And we're going two, three hours. That's how you, and no other way. You got to put the work in. So whether you got five courts or you got one court, the work is at work. And you can't skip out on You it. can't skip the work. Yeah. <laughs> you got to put it in there. Yeah. <clears throat> it, yeah. it gives you, it gives you more freedom to be able to work within the, the right. structure. Right, right. But at the end of the day, you the still got to put the work, the work in. The work is still the work. Um, talk about uh, both of you guys. Talk about your first day at or at Bogan versus your first day at Rich Township. What was that first day like? Uh, first day at or was I went. My brother was Jamie Poole. He's from Memphis. Okay. And he's also my front brother. <clears throat> Remember when we make a side five fraternity. Shout oh, out to yeah. Jamie Poole. Yeah, I didn't know you was right. Probably did. Okay. You probably didn't. You frat? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. Uh, let me make that crystal clear. But a lot of my very, and yeah. I mean very good friends yeah. are frat. Okay, okay. I, and, I, and I was going to, but at the time I didn't see that. That was never too late. We'll yeah. talk about it. Okay, we'll talk about it later. All right, go ahead. <laughs> i get you together. Okay, <laughs> all right, I like that. Um, you know, 
you know, going from 63rd and Stewart to Chicago and Pulaski, about the same. You know? Okay. But it's just the transition of let me meet the kids because you know, they were used to whatever they was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out the facilities. We had, you know, that was from Inglewood to oh, it was another step up because at oh, I had two gyms. Okay. In England, I had one gym. Mm-hmm. So always, I was just It was another level. Just stepping, you know. So, okay. you know, I went here and I went there. So it was always good, to, you know, another step. But kids were the same. Um, it wasn't a shell shock. You know, it wasn't shell shock at all. Okay. You know, good transition. Um, first year, you know, okay, and then we just started building and building. Again, it came back to just working. I worked at Inglewood. I worked at, or I worked at a township. So it's about the same. Okay. Okay. What about you, uh, Mark? So... I started out actually on the girl side, right at at Bogan, and I was a girl's assistant and sophomore coach, and won the sophomore city championship. And then we went two years back to back city finals. City, okay, okay. Um, lost Whitney Young, but and I was actually um, when you walk in there, you're like, okay, much older building. And for me, I grew up not far from. Uh, Bogan and Ashburn neighborhood, and so I used to drive past it all the time, right? You know, kids as a kid, you go to Fort City, you go over to the mall, you go past it all the time, but never spend a lot of time mm-hmm. in there. And so, uh, you're walking in there and you look around, there is back in the 70s, I think Bogan was like a football school, mm-hmm. and but there was nothing like literally nothing related to basketball, mm-hmm. there's no foundation, there's nothing there. And uh, whether it was girls or boys, there was nothing there. And uh, so there was no no framework. There was mm-hmm. nothing. And I'm like, I mean, we didn't have basketball. <laughs> Barely had basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, you, this, this thing got to be a, this is a whole rework. And, you know, first day at Rich, you, you know, you're looking, it's like, okay, I got everything, but <laughs> still no framework. No framework. It's a different kind of framework. But it's still no framework. Right, right. So we got to put this, you know, we got to paint this thing, get a black marker, we got to frame this thing up, and then we got to create the environment that the kids can excel in, which is similar to what we had to do at Goody had started it, and then I came in a year, uh, a year or so after that, and that's how the framework, he had to put the framework in and then build it it out from there. Um, has your coaching style changed or adapted, or is it different from coaching now at Rich Township than it was at Or? No, it ain't change. Okay, I won't change. I probably won't change. It's, it's all I know. I mean, I don't know another way to be successful is just to go hard, and um, that's the that's the blueprint. You go hard, you get you know you get rewarded for that. So I can't change. I wouldn't change. How about you? Has you have you changed at all? Adapted a, a little bit. Okay. I think I think when I was a sophomore coach and, and insisting on the varsity, I think I'm, I'm, I felt like I was a mentor to Goody. Like, everything he did, I tried to emulate it, and I think a lot of the kids picked up on that. Okay. And so it didn't, to me, I felt like it it got watered down, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, I coach changed. And so, <laughs> but no, I, but, well, I, mean, I didn't say I changed. Coach, you ain't changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to let you do that. No, he said, no, I'm, 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 no, I'm man, putting no. But, but, but with this group, no, 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 but with this group, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, a little rough. 
two things look up. Yeah, you, you lose two straight, you're going you're gonna to be yeah. a little... Yeah, yeah. you're going to get after him. Yeah, you're going to get after But But you try to take a different apo- approach, but then you always, to his point, you always you, end up you, coming you're back. You're coming back. Yeah. yeah, you always come back to you like, nah, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try to do this and that and that. At the end of the day, you're going to end up right back where you started at because that's, that's what you are. Like, so two things. One, I'm, I'm, glad he, I'm glad you said that and I'm glad he said that. Um, one is you talked about you, know, you try to change or you try to – not so much you try to change. You try to emulate someone else's style to make it your own, right? I, and not, not, not coaching-wise, but when I worked in the schools as a dean, I had a, I had a different style than the teachers and the other deans that the kids really kind of poured in you know, to, to me in return, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember distinctly my guy, so it was six of us, it was about six or seven of us that moved out here from Philadelphia when we opened up these schools. Sure. And um, I would interact or discipline or any other word you want to use when it, when it related to the, to the, to the students from, from a twofold way. One was just trying to remember what it was like when I was their age. I always kept that in mind. Like, yes. When I was their age, how, how did I want to be addressed in a certain moment? Now, some stuff I never did, but some stuff just kind of trying to put myself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. The other thing is never forgetting that I, I, mean, I wasn't born an adult. I had to go through these same trials and tribulations. So the kids really poured into that. And I remember having a meeting with my guy, Tyree Booker, who's still the executive director of XL Academy. Over We were in Roseland. The school's in Roseland right yeah. there at 111th between Racine and Troop. Yep. My wife still works at the school over in Inglewood, the old Guggenheim uh, Middle oh, School yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, um, she, uh, I mean, at the time, I remember having a meeting and the teachers would get so upset about like how I was able to kind of whatever. And he would like, you gotta have your own style. Mustafa's style was not, it should not be your style. Right. It should not be your style. Um, then before you got here, we talked about uh, the question, the actual question that I have is that when you, uh, the opportunity for Rich Township came up. You know, Coach Lesser said that you reached out and was like, I'm not taking this without you. Yeah. How important was it for you to have him well, by your side? Well, um, we, we were officially supposed to go to Cree Monique to start with. Okay. That's what I went to Cree. And we would call each other on the phone, like, because I retired, like, okay, I don't want to coach anymore. So I he'll call, the time, like, they call, like, no, they call, go to eat. You know, just, it was a long process. And then I got a call from JD saying he's gonna take the home of my job. I said, well, let me, you know, let me try to get rich. And then when I got it, but I had already said in my mind, like, Russ is way more business orientated than me because I don't answer emails, I don't answer texts, mm. no phone calls. Mm. You know, There's no, no disrespect to nobody. I just don't. If I That's see the number, good. I call back. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I don't I get back with you. Uh, so it was very important because he's an extension of me. Things. I don't do Russ pick right up on it, you know, mm-hmm. and I needed that at my age, you know, and been doing it a little longer. So uh, Russ know exactly how I go. I ain't got to say nothing. I ain't got to do nothing. And that was important is just to go get this assistant coach. And then he was my friend, too. Mm-hmm. So that was made it easier to, you know, trust him to do all he needed to do and, you know, so forth and so on. Same question. How important was it for you that, you know, he reached out and, like, I'm not doing this without you? Like, what did that, what did that mean to you? <laughs> Kind of mean a lot. Think about Goody. Him and Goody was best friends. Mm. So coaching with him was like coaching with Goody. Mm. They operate their teams and manage their programs 
very, very similar. You ask most of the coaches in CPS, or, uh, I think I even heard Rob mention one time, there's nobody, there's only two coaches that could have done what they've done in CPS on both sides of town, mm-hmm. and Lou. And so to work with him, it was a, such an easy transition. And he gave me the freedom to kind of come in and frame it up for him mm-hmm. and do it the way I know he wanted done, he would expect, and the way that I know it should be done. Uh, my job is to make him look good. So all he got to do is come there on game day, he ready to roll. Just coach. That's my job. Like, I got to make sure everybody else on the team Including the coaches, the players, mm-hmm. understand what's going on, mm-hmm. and and so all he got to do is walk into so Lou can be Lou on game day. On game day, I've done my work yeah. previously. Yeah, I I uh, the, when I uh, told Ron Coleman, which is chair of coach University of Kentucky, mm-hmm. which he been at the ball game today, like he asked me like you know so you got to get a good staff. Who you hire? I said I had Russ from Bo. He said that's the best hire at that job that you could have done. And I knew that already, though, because I've been doing Russ. I know the framework that he does. When you hear him talk about, you know, the things that he do, you know, the expectations that you have, the expectations that he has for himself, the coaches, the other coaches and the players, mm-hmm. just kind of knowing you, and you you already said he's an extension of you. Like, mm-hmm. when you hear that, like, what, what does that mean? I feel good because I trust him. I don't, you know, as a head, most head coaches get in their business because they're the head coach, but I don't, you know, I'm not no – Towards my coaches, I'm a little, you know, because mm-hmm. I, like, I want them to just grow and be who they are. Like I had Navel with me at Limblom. Mm-hmm. I had Twin me and Leo, and I coached quite a bit of coaches. But uh, I saw Kobe I, was on your staff at Or. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Kobe, yeah, yeah I like Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, that's yeah, my man. Yeah, but I like, you know, especially when you know what you're doing. Now, mm-hmm. if you know what you're doing. I gotta say something, but you can run this without me even being there. Which is more important than anything because we got like a lot of boys in the program. Mm-hmm. We can maintain. All, we got four levels: two freshmen and frost out there in varsity. Mm-hmm. So when you can maintain that, keep them in line, mm-hmm. take care of their grades, um, have the parents happy. It's a whole job. It's, you know, it's a whole job. And Russ did a great job at that. You know, I, even when I started, you know, I, Rob, I learned a lot from Rob when I very first started. The very first time I started, you know, I learned a lot from Rob. Just you know, just I just go to all the games. Before I start coaching, mm-hmm. and I just go to all the games I and sit just, and watch. I just watch. I just watch because I, I first, you know, I first came around. I was at Gary Day Morgan, okay. school, but because I'm, you know, from Stone Terrace, and uh, you know, I wanted to coach with Rob, but he, you know, he was like, "Man, you probably gonna get your own program." I just waited and waited and waited, but I learned a lot from just watching. I watched a lot, you know, and I picked up a lot on a lot of things. You, uh, Mark, you talked about. Actually, y'all both talked about just like. Uh, the players playing together and, and all of that, right? One of the things that I noticed when I moved here, as I started learning, first I had to learn just the culture, period, as it relates to Chicago as a whole. Like everything that Chicago has going on, I had to learn that culture. It's just a little bit different than Philadelphia. Then I learned not, you know, very quickly about, and, and I'm still learning, but I learned very quickly about the culture of Chicago basketball, which is two different cultures, mm-hmm. right? That's accurate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I noticed that to my surprise, like with the high level of competition as it relates to the players and even the coaches between each other, y'all actually, a lot of y'all coaches actually really like each other. Y'all have a, a, a very good found respect for yeah. one another. Yes. Y'all look after each other, even when y'all may not think it, right? Yeah. So I've talked to a couple coaches, whether that be up here or just kind of like individually, 
they 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 speak so highly of you. Like I hear you speaking highly of Rob. Rob has spoken highly of Ty. Well, first of all, Ty and Rob are like two. They're they're like children together, right? right, right? right, right. And it was so great to see that because you think Whitney Young and Simeon Powerhouse School they going at it, they, they hate each other, but they're great friends. All y'all are like really good friends at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, I would love to be a fly on the wall, yeah. like just a. Like a like a little open bar scene, and y'all just all sitting around talking about some of the older yeah, days. Like that would be Houston, a great. Houston is Houston, Ty Street. You know, those, but I was friends with those guys even when I was in the public league. You're right. So when I came here, we got a little closer. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. it's competitive, of course. Yes. You know, me and Mike Oliver talk all the time, but you know, it, it's like kind of like the NBA. A lot of you see players, they close, but they not close, mm -hmm. and it's okay. Like I don't, you know, wish everybody can win. You know, at some point in time. Enjoy, you know, winning the state championship. You wish everybody can had that feeling. Like this remind me of state when you got to talk after the game. You know, mm -hmm. I wish all the players. I don't just want to beat Ty Street. I want to be there by our play, but I want them to experience and, and go down state and you know because we can't win all the time. They mm -hmm. everybody <clears> should <throat> have a chance to go down there mm -hmm. you know, just to see for the kids the too. Yeah, yeah, the experience. You know, the kids, it's a whole different atmosphere. Yeah. Everybody, it's a whole different atmosphere. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean, it's like college. It's uh, Final Four. So, you know, you root for those guys, especially when they play another team. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, you root for those guys and hope they do well, you know. Is it strategic? I'm sorry, Mike. I'm going to let you go. Is it strategic that uh, some of the uh, you guys are in different uh, sections, like, you know, 3A, 4A, so y'all don't have to match up to go down state? Because we're going to see each other. In, we were going to see each other in the city anyway. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it didn't matter. Like, so, you know, in the Red South, you had – Simeon, Nick, oh. Nick Irvin at Morgan Park, mm -hmm. Mike at Curie, mm -hmm. yeah, Bogan. Like, don't four, don't four top four spaces. They, they already take, yeah, they, they lock in. They're going to be locked. Yeah. And then, you you know, you throw a high part, you got to play them. Mm -hmm. He'll pick it back pick, this way. Well, no, I'm, sorry, I'm just talking about the red okay. side. But you got Pickett, who's now at Kankakee. He was at CBS. So he's going to coach. You're okay. going to have to play him. Okay. Even though you're going you're gonna, you're not going to walk out of there easy. Mm -hmm. So them first seven, eight teams and out of ten teams, nine teams, like you gotta bring your you gotta bring your heart yeah, at. You're yeah. gonna get a game. When we when Goody passed, Rob was the first one of the first coaches reached out to me, Lou and Rob. And Rob put something together for all the coaches mm -hmm. in CPS mm -hmm. to come and he's good at that. share that. Rob Rob's is a, good at that. He's a he's a uh, he, he he bring the people together. He yeah. brings people together. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> he knows how to build relationships. A lot of the young coaches mm -hmm. reach out to Rob and they talk with him. Um, but I was, Dante at Bloom, we used to play against each other every year mm -hmm. at uh, Bremen, sophomore. Dante mm -hmm. was sophomore coach at Bloom before he got the head job. Mm -hmm. um, Houston and I, because Goody and Houston were cool, we always, and we see each other, Bankston, we didn't see each other at Proviso West when mm -hmm. Hillcrest mm -hmm. and Boga were mm -hmm. both at Proviso. So all these, you know, yeah, we get between the lines. It's on, but after that, look, man, it's my man. And if he needs some, or one of those coaches needs some, and we got it, we'll reciprocate, and it goes both ways. Has there ever been a situation um, in, in hearing that uh, a situation where you are when, when you're coaching against those those guys that you're talking about. And you know, like you said, you know you're gonna get a game. Like, damn, I'm gonna get a game against this coach. But has there ever been a situation where you thought to yourself, you ain't got a name on when you thought, you know what? Yeah, this is a W. I'm going to whoop his ass. 
Yeah, I ain't gonna name names. I ain't gonna ask you to name no names. I'm not gonna ask you to name no names. But you've had those moments. You, you, you get those moments. You should have been. You should have been there. So we just played Thornton at Thornton. Game went into overtime, mm-hmm. and he and Ty just going back and forth at it. Yeah. It's you could have got a comedy show just watching them two on the sideline. Them two. Just them two. You would have been like they just. You know, Ty animated, he's sweating, he got a towel, Ty going crazy. <laughs> and they, I'm just sitting there just like, I damn it forgot about the game going on. <laughs> just watching watching them two. <laughs> before they go they, he talked to the referee, he not gonna let him get an edge on him, Ty ain't gonna let him. It, it, was, it was actually good high school, high level coaching, gamesmanship, and high Somebody level needs to do a documentary on one, what you just said. Like, their focus, during those high-level games, is just focused on the coaches, watching how they interact with each other, watching how they interact with their teams, watching how they're trying to get the competitive advantage with the with the referees on, on any different – just a documentary on that. And with the exchange of me and Ty, not one bad word said. No. All about basketball, yeah. having fun, nothing or nothing, just basketball. And, and, and I love to hear that because uh, Ty and um, – and um, uh, 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 Mike, or my next, I, I, I'd love to get them up here. Um, Todd was a, a, a high elite athlete when he, he played. Was, he was a dude. Yeah. He was a dude. Now, dude. I knew about Tom Streets before I moved here because I was a huge Michigan Wolverine fan. Yeah. And I knew he played uh, football he was, he was in a Michigan. He was, I, a, he was a real dude. Yeah. But when people talk about, when people talk about, like, the, the, the Chicago. Both sports. Yeah, both, yeah, football, basketball, like, him. And uh, Jamie Brandon name comes up a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so, like. That's high school basketball player I've ever seen. So I was going to ask that question. So save those thoughts. Save those thoughts. Have you ever, either one of you guys, have you ever had a chance uh, to go to college? And if so, why haven't you taken it? Well, for me, I, I don't even think about college. I like exactly where I'm at. Okay. I mean, my life is a little bigger than that, to go and try to be away from my family and stuff like that. Now i got a grandbaby, so, I mean, I'm settling, man. Okay. I'm, you know, you're that's good. for the younger coaches to I go and let them do well with it. You know, if I can help one of those guys and recommendation for one of those guys for a college job, I'll do it. Okay. Because that's the that's what they want to do. Right. That's not what Excuse I want to do. Gotcha. Got gotcha. gotcha. What about you, Mark? That that life, you know, is for if you come out of that as a college student or a college athlete and you want to go right into it, that's one thing. But when you come out of it making that transition because you know, you might be two to three years in one spot, and then you constantly moving. Mm-hmm. You constantly yeah, moving. Yeah, like you yeah. got to be very um, transient in order to be able to do to have that kind of lifestyle. I came out of college, got my degree, went to got a job in banking. I've been doing it thirty years. Mm-hmm. There's not enough at the high school or college level that would make me at this point give up my career. Got you. to make that transition. And I like the uh, the word I'm looking for. I like the uh, genuineness of the high school game. Right, right. It's just very vanilla, very straightforward. And I like to. I would like to think that what I pour, what we're able to pour into these kids at the high school level, and watch it transition to the at the college, college level. level. That's enough. That's more. That's more than enough for me. Okay. Like I, like I did my job. Okay. Okay. Like I, I can respect job. that, uh, Coach Dawson. Specifically for you, I remember when I was typing this question up, 
I'm like, I, I wonder. Um, and then you talk about how close uh, you and Coach Lou are. Has there ever been a time where you had to maybe step to Coach Lou and say, man, like, I don't know, that, that you might have been wrong on that one, Coach. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> and now we going on that. Stop going on you talking. Every You know, and I just, Goody and I used to have these. Mm -hmm. We see things, we, let me put it this way. We end up at the same conclusion. Mm -hmm. Okay. We come from different ways to get there. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes perfect so sense. I may be, you know, there's more than one way to get to this address. He came one way, I came another right, way. Right, right, but right. we ended up at the same at the point. same address. And I think a lot of that happens, because I might point something out to him early on, and I, well, I would do the same thing with Goody. And they say the same thing about me. It's like, man, I told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I told yeah, you. Yeah. It was like, no, nah, I ain't been there. I said, okay, well, at the end of the day, it's his decision. Right. Yeah. My job as an assistant is to make sure he's aware. Yeah, we had a situation the other day when I got to <laughs> practice late. So I just go in the locker room and just take my coat and throw it up. And, you know, he, he's you the know equipment that, right? guy. Russ, boxes, boxes in the office. I guess somebody must open the box. He come back out. You open the box? Russ, I ain't seen no box, man. You open the box? Russ, I ain't seen no box, man. It's on your jacket, Russ. I ain't seen no box, man. He gonna make me see this box. I ain't seen it. <laughs> I ain't seen it, Russ. I ain't seen it. It's no box, man. Oh, man. How important, um, hearing y'all talk, how important, uh, we're, well, I'm not gonna say we're at the same age because you gentlemen probably got me by a few years, but I'm at a space in my life where uh, accountability like runs my life, um, whether I'm providing it or I need people to give it to me, right? How important is that word um, in your current juncture in your lives? Like just being accountable for yourself, for your family, and then towards each other, which subsequently means towards your coaches and towards your players and expecting them in return. How important is accountability? So my expectation I can't ask, one thing I learned when I first went into, I used to manage at Walgreens or whatever. And, okay. And when I first job out of, cop, out of college, and somebody told me, said, man, don't ask someone to do but something that you can't mm -hmm, do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm not gonna ask you to be here every day, and I can't be here every mm -hmm. day. I want the kids to commit to me, commit to us. I gotta commit to them. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna ask you to do something that I can't do. Now, I can't jump as high as you. I probably can't run as fast and I probably don't shoot as well. Uh, but I can't pour into you what you need. A lot of times the kids, they got great talent. They're good. Mm -hmm. They just need to be framed up correctly so that, that mentally they can create the right level of energy necessary so that talent can be seen or exposed. So for me, the level of accountability, all that starts with, you know, being on time, being, doing the things that you need to do before practice, doing the things you need to do before a game, doing the things you need to do after a game, mentally preparing yourself to, for what it takes to understanding your opponent, doing all the, all the soft stuff that goes around and adds to your performance on the court. Well, I got to do the same thing. as a, And if they don't see me doing it, how can I drive that expectation mm -hmm. out of them? Mm -hmm. I'm something similar because, <clears throat> you know, you, you, kids do what you do almost. 
all, mostly all the time. And they'll call you out on it. Where you been, coach? Where yeah. you, you know, even mm-hmm. someday you coach you late, you know. So accountability is everything with us because, again, kids emulate and do what you do, and they ask a lot of questions mm-hmm. about, you know, certain situations. And they know when you know what you're talking about. They do. Um, do you guys think that the uh, Chicago High School basketball needs a shot clock? Yes. Um, for me, I say no. Okay. And I say no because we don't want to rush our kids, man. Our kids are going to be just rushing shots and throwing up shots and, you know, thinking they're going to the lead and, you know, thinking they college and all of that. They need to be high school. You know, high school, we never had a – see, everything is new now. All the rules are new, like the new rule about the five fouls. Yeah, yeah. You don't I, like it? No, it's terrible, man. Really? Yeah, it's that terrible. That kind of surprises me, yeah, to be honest. You know, people that make decisions for basketball – Never played, number never one. Never played. That's you know, number one. like going back to the Florida State thing. You got Florida State, they lose a game, and they don't make the national championship because yeah. their quarterback isn't there. That don't make sense, but all the guys that voted never played football. Ever. So – what are we doing? Because it's a money thing for yeah, that. Yeah. Well, something similar, you know, we, we don't. First of all, most schools can't afford shot clocks. Let's start with that. Well, if they got it, wouldn't it be that the state would provide that? I doubt it. Oh. I doubt it. I'm a, don't well, quote imagine me Imagine CPS got to buy yeah. 90, yeah, don't 90 times me. two shot yeah. clocks. Yeah, like, I don't many know. schools in, in oh, high yeah. school. See, you know what? I don't think most people even thought about yeah. that. Yeah, I did. You know, because I'm just thinking, you know, you don't. That's a soft situation, especially for some, you know, some schools. Yeah. You know, city suburb, wherever you at. You know, who want to spend? Cause that's you know. It's a nice little penny. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice little penny. Yeah. Then you got to pay somebody yeah. to, to right. work it. Yeah. So let's buy them first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See with that budget. I, I actually mm-hmm. never even thought about that. My thought would be that the governing body would just go ahead and provide them. That would never well, they happen. just put a, a actually, oh, they got to put a, a, a temporary clock on the floor. Right. And on both ends of the floor, yeah, which but that's not got, even yeah, authentic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, you can't yeah. get to that. I, I mean, this is right. I, 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 didn't think, I didn't even think. I didn't even think. I actually think you do. I actually think you do need, especially if you're gonna have this five foul rule. You need to have the shot clock because the pace of play is slowed down so much. If you have teams that are that are fouling, mm-hmm. especially in either a a blowout game or just a really bad game. Mm-hmm. Man, you you can, the, the games are lasting to me. It feel like they're lasting an extra thirty minutes mm-hmm. in some instances, and we've been a part of we've been our own worst enemy of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it just if you aren't gonna have a shot clock and not have the five fouls, I mean if you're gonna have the five fouls and not have a shot clock, you're not gonna be able to speed up the pace of play. Um, before we get into what I actually you know wanted to really talk about, um, I, one of my last questions as it relates to this is that um, what do you guys think steps needs to the IHSA needs to take as it relates to transfers? Are you guys okay with the current system? Do you think they need to hammer down a little bit more? Like, what's your thoughts? So I know we talked about you know you guys talked about like you know the kids want to play together. Um, in some cases, the kids just want to go to a better a better situation. At least they think it's a better situation. Right. What's your thoughts on the transfer? Well, for me, I like it. If, you know, if a kid can transfer a man and play, let the kid play, man. Okay. I mean, these are kids we're talking about. Right. See, I think most adults hold kids to standards that they never that they never had, mm-hmm. you know. And we, you know, let the, if the kid want to go in certain situations, 
he have to transfer, you know, yeah. money-wise, channel-wise, your mm -hmm. family move, or you know, it's not going right. well. And, you know, some kids will do bad in that one particular school because they don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. And you get to the other school, like Sale. So, you know, if a kid transfer, oh, well, so be it. Okay. Yeah. What's your thoughts, Mark? I, I know this may be a little bit above it, but if we wanted to leave tomorrow for another job, we could do so. There's no penalty. Right. But the kid committed to us. Something many of us says the kid came to to, to want to play because he right. want to play with us. Right, right, right. Now right. I'm gone. There's the expectation the kid couldn't want to move. This is what I signed up for. But that's not supposed to be spoken that way. Mm. But it's a come it's on, a man. reality. It's a reality. It's, it's the reality. Come on, come on now. These we, kids are coming because play. of me. Like, we're not gonna play. And around. they know that. Right. Yeah. And so nobody says anything about the volleyball transfers. They never come up. Nobody says anything about the other. Sports. Sports that transfer swimming, baseball, baseball, the other sports. They don't. Nobody talks about those transfers, mm -hmm. right? That's a good point. So is it just you singling out basketball and maybe to some lesser degree football, or is it? And let's go deeper than that because both those sports are dominated by us. <laughs> you said it. I mean, I'm always going to say it. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. I'm, I'm always going to put it out there. I'm going to put it out there. Both those sports are dominated by us. Come on now. Keep it, keep it above. And, and baseball's on is right there. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of international players so, in baseball, but, like, those two sports are dominated by us. But That's you only tough. hear about it because football and basketball are constantly in the media. Well, I'm gonna take again. I'm gonna take it a step further, as you only hear about it from the schools or the coaches of those schools who can't compete with us. So you have those y'all coaching peers who are Caucasian. They complain because they are not being in their minds. They can't compete right. from a basketball standpoint or a football standpoint. Right. Now, football is a little bit different because the Caucasian coaches, their programs sometimes are a little bit right. different and dare I say better because they got the resources and the opportunities right. and those kids are training year round as opposed to a CPS school football wise, right. they don't have that. Now the only difference to that, caveat to it, is that if I'm a taxpayer in said district mm -hmm. and I have said kid that wants to participate and he's not allowed to participate and I pay my taxes in this district. You had that element, okay. right? So I'm a, in, in all fairness. All fairness. So okay. you have to be, you know, you got to make sure that kids who are participating in sports in said district are actually live and paying taxes in said district. Okay, to that same point, right? Um, and not so much. I don't. I don't know if it was a tax thing or whatever thing, but I, I just read it. I can't remember the school where a kid, the 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 kid reported a coach. For a behavior, the coach was, was it hands down. He, he got demoted. His assistant got yeah. promoted, mm -hmm. and then the kid tried to play. They cut him. The best player on the team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So we, 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 like y'all you know, have situation. First of all, I, I, me personally, if that just kind of put an Xavier in that situation, I, I would I would have not. I would have just went to another school. I'm not suing the di well. I would have sued the district for discrimination or whatever, whatever. Yeah. But I'm not suing just to get him back on the team. Like right. I'm not dealing with that shit because I probably would have fucked that coach up. <laughs> like, right. But like, kind of talk uh, about that, like that that whole situation. I mean, you you can make it vanilla if you like, but like, what's your thoughts on that? Okay, okay. Not touching that. One? All right. 
Okay. We can we, we can move three on. Years and come back with that. And come back when you retire. <laughs> yeah, 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 all right, yeah, 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 all right, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna put a pin. Yeah, I'm gonna put a pin in that. Yeah, check. All right, put a pin in that. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's talk about the dipper. Wait, before we do that, when you guys are coaching high-level players um, and big-time programs or colleges just in general or recruiting them, how fun is that for y'all? Like, I know that whole recruitment period is fun for the player. Is it fun for the coach? It's fun because you get certain games in certain states because they want to see that player. Okay. Uh, the, downs, the downside for me is, like, I don't – like, it's good to have good assistant coaches because they, they be their job to, you know – Talk to college coaches and go visit on them and stuff like that. Cause I didn't go with my own son Luke. I didn't take no visit because, I mean, I'm doing so much other things. Right. I'm trying to get the next player in my school. Okay. Cause he's already gone. You know, we got one that's pretty good. That you know, and I was him do a lot of, you know, talking to college. Cause I might say a couple of words and I move on. But it's you know, it's so good when you got that player that's really good. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and then when you got a player like that that makes everybody else work, that's the good part about it. Okay. Okay. I think it's. I enjoy it because it it has the opportunity to create something for additional for his teammates. Yes, that happens a lot. So maybe said coach is recruiting the kid, but he sees another kid and he says, "Well, you know what? I can't get that kid because, but I know another coach that." And people will make phone calls. It's about establishing relationships. Didn't that just happen to one of your kids? Didn't he get an opportunity? Not saying that he's not good. Right. No. Uh, that happened to Jameson, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Kind of uh, sorta. Kind of sorta. Okay. Okay. And he and he's he's a he's a he's a really good player. Right. Uh, it, it was kind of I don't want to say told to me, but I was I was within earshot of that conversation. Like, oh, this opportunity, and it wasn't like, oh, he only got it because it was like, man, that's great that he got that opportunity because they were there to see someone else. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, when you have when, so that's part of the when you play in these shootouts. And these exposure events, mm -hmm. you playing one game, but there may be coaches there to see four games. So maybe that coach, if you weren't playing, might not have ever had an opportunity to see, see you. you. Right. And so subsequent, they come back to the gym and they <laughs> might see someone else. And part of my job, our job as coaches, hey man, look, I got X number of seniors. If you know anybody at certain levels that you think might could use a kid, needs play. Please just you know throw it out there. I'm, I got we got to work for our kids to try to find opportunities for them to play. That's why we play in these events. People think it's you know yeah it's it's nice for the kids. It's a nice experience for them. But at the end of the day, we're trying to create opportunities for them to receive scholarships, go on to the next level, and extend, continue to play play their career. Your exact comment just spawned my question of who. Whose responsibility is it to get the kids recruited? Is it the coach or is it the parent or the kid themselves? The kid. If you if you if you if you're really good, they're gonna find you. And our job is to enhance you. Okay. When you're good, like you know, hypothetically Jamison, he's good. So coaches know who he is. Okay. Know, but our job is to keep him in line and line him up for. How do you do that? Uh. For me, keeping them grounded, like, I, mine's go back to hard work. Like, when you good and you work hard, you're going to be good. You good and don't work hard, you're not going to be good. Because the minute that another <clears throat> player on the team works as hard as you, he's going to be better than you. Because mm -hmm. hard work pay off for anything you do. Mm -hmm. And The work going to show. Yes, it's going to show at one point or another. So, uh, uh, But, you know, because you got some players that might not be 
D1 or D2, but it's up to me to get you to school. Right. Because the end my job, you know. Because you, you said the end I, game is school. Yes. I, the end goal is school. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter where you go. Like a lot of kids I coach, and you know, or, and, you know Inglewood, didn't go to the <clears> NBA. But they got good jobs. They, they went to school. They live pretty good. Mm -hmm. And they, they, they come back and they say, thank you. Mm -hmm. That That, to me, is a championship. When you see a kid that's police, or whatever he is, or, you know, he did good, come back and say thank you, and you, that's a reward for you. That's that's rewarding. I only ask because, you know, just my experience as a, as a father, as it relates to Xavier, which was which was kind of the, the, the seed planting of creating exposure runs, number one, you know, just being an outsider. Number two, I felt like, oh, Xavier's not being given an opportunity, not bitching and complaining about it, just kind of doing something. But when he was at his two respective high schools, you know, three years at Marist and then his last year over at um, Oak Lawn, um, you know, with, with, well, I, well I, I make no bones about his initial freshman to, 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 to his junior year, up to his junior year, his coach and, and Tim Trindle, I, like, I, I felt like it was a complete waste of my fucking time over there. A complete waste of Xavier's time, I should say. Um, and then when Hines came in, Hines, did, you know, he did a decent job of, of, of trying to get Xavier, you know, some some looks. But I, but I also felt, if I'm being fair, if if I'm going to big him up, I also felt like more could have been done. And that, and so like I felt like I did a lot more of getting him out there, get, you know, videoing and, and reaching out to coaches, but staying in my lane. Like you know, I, I I never wanted to do too much, and I never wanted to hurt his right. chances, if you will. Um, he eventually, you know, got his opportunity, um, and, of, and of course he got hurt before thing because he, he, you know, going into his senior year, he, you know, he started off on a tear, and then he ended up getting hurt eight games in. He's now over at um, uh, over at Indiana Tech, which is a, one of the top NAIA schools, and he's redshirting this year. But, but my point to all of that is, is just based off of what you were saying, just I always felt like more could have been done, with all due respect to you know, Coach Hines and and, and Coach Rhodes. I felt like more could have been done with the relationships that they may have had with some college coaches. That was a senior year, you think? Yeah. <clears throat> was, um, we at, was, we at, was we at Township then? <laughs> um, I believe y'all had just gotten there. Yeah, you think about us? Did you think about us? Well, certain things I could say and do. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, the, so uh, that's that question could have been spit right back. But, but, but to your but question, we did talk about you we, numerous times. So, we had a conversation. let me answer your question. Okay. Yes, I did think about y'all. Yes. Right, and I told Mark this before you got here is that when Xavier, Bryce Tillery, Leah Collier, and Rashawn all came out of Colin Powell, mm -hmm. right now, this is when. They were still rich central. They, mm -hmm. you know, let's call a spade a spade. With respect to what y'all doing now, they wasn't shit over there. But that was their their feeder school, okay, and that coach right. made no effort to get them there, yeah. right? And I always wanted the four of them to play somewhere together. I felt like they were the next coming of Dante and and, yeah, and Christian yeah, and all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would have loved for them yeah. to maybe finish up somewhere together. I, I want to touch on that too a little, just a little bit. Okay, like a lot of kids in the suburbs go to the city and play, and I, you know, as we talked to Ty of it. Thornton and Dante and Houston. We want to just keep our kids in the suburbs, you know what I mean, and see how good we can be. You know, so that's our goal. I know that's our goal, making sure we get the best kids available from those schools. I don't want to lose any kids to, to anybody, not just to the city. I don't want to lose a kid to, to anywhere, nobody. out of state or yeah, anywhere. Nowhere. So, 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 what's the pitch? What's the, what's the, how do you do that? So, I talked a little earlier about framing it up. You love that word, too. That's about the eighth time you use that word. And I love because, it, too, by the way. Because you have to have a level of structure 
and discipline that's fair for everybody. And it's, it's, it's an environment. We think we are creating an environment that every kid that come in the program can excel in. And benefit from. And benefit from. So, so no matter if you are an elite high school basketball player or you are a – look, I got, we got kids that call us because they got issues and, at home, and they will say, Coach, just being part of the program is saving me. So I need to do for mm-hmm. that kid. This frame, this picture it has needs to fit to, everybody. It's got to fit him and be. Maybe he won't go to college and play ball. Maybe he won't be, but he maybe he can go to. But I tell the kids all the time. Everybody going to college. Just everybody what you're going not. For. Everybody not going to college playing basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can take what we are framing and up apply for it you. Anywhere. You can apply it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I oh. said the person you're talking to, your teammate, yeah. might be the next CEO yeah. that you might be looking for a job. Uh, but also too, and. We got guys on the team that that's not good, but they're a good kid. Got good character, so we can take them anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, we get we got we got time. We got patience for a kid that's no trouble, that's not good, that want to be a part of some. You know, just not the best basketball player. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll take you. We'll take you. All right, let's talk about the Dipper. It's in its 50th year. Fantastic event. Some of Chicago's elite players have played in the event. You had Todd Streets, who played in the event. He coached at he actually is the coach now at Thornton, but he played there. Uh, went on to have a great football career at Michigan. Then he won uh, the event in 2016 as the coach. Um, Alonzo Verb was his MVP. You have Mike Smith, who's the current coach of Perspectives. He won it, the MVP back-to-back, mm-hmm. all right, um, in 2000, 2001. Then you have the point god in Jerome Randall. You had Tyler Eulis, who won the MVP. Adam Miller won the MVP. DeMarco Minor. Like, this is a, like, one of the elite events during the – holiday events, if you will, right? And you have some other ones yes. that you guys, I guess you can say you can kind of compete with. Why is the Dipper the best of them all, in your opinion, if that is your opinion? Well, right now, I think they got the best teams in the Dipper. They got okay. the best players. Okay. They got the best players in the Dipper. Okay. Which means, you know, which means an elite tournament, you know, for to be its 50th year. It's been going a long time. So um, when you get teams like that, like you got Marez, and mm-hmm. you know you have to, you know, because Ty could win anywhere and play. Thornton could win anywhere and play for the holidays. So yeah. I take my hat off the time, thank him for coming because you know even home with Flossmore, you know they, they haven't been in a while. They they pretty good. Yeah. So those guys that come back, you know, says a lot about their character about the South Suburbs. And I gotta tell them to thank them. every time I see them. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. I think go back to the framework. <laughs> is there that teams want to come in and be a part of it. Uh, people, Don Hillcrest was at Proviso West some years ago, and then they came back. Mm-hmm. A lot of teams, and as I went back, I didn't really realize the history until I went back. You you really think of it. I mean, they had teams everywhere from St. Lawrence to yes. Shepard been, yes. been in there. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. every, literally almost every team in the South, South Suburbs, Suburbs has, had, had one, at one time yeah, or yep, another yep, been yep, in. Yep. And... And so from a history standpoint, whether teams transition in, transition out for whatever reason, we think between the athletic administration and what they've done to the facilities surrounding the Dipper, it allows people to and teams to want to come in and really want to be a part of this thing. And that's what will drive this another 50 years mm-hmm. if everything is f- 
framed up correctly, mm-hmm. and the success level of the tournament continue. The crowds were great last year. Um, I think the crowds gonna be great this year. I think the crowds gonna be amazing. This um, year. Yeah. I think every session is gonna be full. Yep. I think the championship game last year with with Hillcrest was standing room only. Literally. I was there. I was there. Um, and so you know, there's tons of great security. You got great concessions. You got great facilities. Mm-hmm. You got. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they want to host people. They want to take care of you. Mm-hmm. It's an inviting atmosphere. Um, everything you need in order to run a great tournament is sitting right there. And you don't have to go a whole lot. You don't have to go a long way to do it. Right. You can do it right here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we started getting calls about teams that want to come. But now we got to almost like we got to start developing yeah. a waiting list. And, and that's a good thing. That's though. a good thing. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, the, the real the – real, um, the, the administration, they need a big hand because they have yeah. totally invested mm. in the product. Yeah. And I think now they're going to start reaping the benefits. Well, not just administration, not just basketball. They just, they in every sport mm-hmm. and they, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to do. I, they, they've been good to everybody. So you can't say one bad thing about the administration. I had a conversation, thanks to Mark, um, and, and helping us be able to be a part of the Dipper uh so last year was my first time being there. I had never been to there. So the Dipper, e- even the Classic, <coughs> Xavier never got a chance to play in, which really pisses me off when I think about his high school career. Right. He never got an opportunity to play in some of these events against some of his peers. And that really pisses me off. Like, like I feel another rant coming, but I'm a chill. <laughs> but I came last year, and so now to be a part of it this year, like it, it, really, it really means a lot. But, you know, kind of just to your point, what you just said, Part of the conversation that we had with y'all AD, um, Steve Diversity, is that he talked about all of the sports mm-hmm. as it relates to Rich Township, how his his role, his vision, his ideas, you know, to include all the coaches in, in, in the respective, is to have all of them mm-hmm. being like the the shine of the South Suburbs. like. And it wasn't like that four or five years ago when Zay was – because I – you, did I think about you? I didn't give a shit about Rich Central at the time when they was Rich Central. So, so in the last two years, they got a new AD. Yes. A new head boys basketball coach. Yes. A new girls Bas- head basketball coach. coach. Yep. A new football coach. Yep. They built a, and I may have the numbers wrong, but I'm not too far. They got a $30 million brand new football stadium mm-hmm. with a huge jumbotron. Mm-hmm. Um, you got a $800,000 new uh Field house, mm-hmm. three courts, indoor track, sand pit, rock Crazy. climbing, I, um, brand new weight room, um, basically gutted the inside of the main gym and baseball rebuilt field. it from the inside the out. Field. Holds about 16, new baseball field, new softball field, new um, new tennis courts. Them, tax, them taxpayer dollars going to work. Whatever you have at the FAC, Fine Arts Campus, which is FAC, you go over to STEM and Central, you got a mini version of that. Mm-hmm. So if things get, you know, I never heard of, you got so many sports now, you know, you it's hard for us to get practice time yeah. because you got so many sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got 50 girls on the palms. You got a girls wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know girls wrestling was an IHSA sport. I didn't but, know it was either. Uh, exactly. But he got, you know, <coughs> 10, 15 girls there. Everybody's working. Everybody's working. Everybody's working. And the resources are there. We just got to. We just got to bring it on through. Uh, what goes into you guys selecting the teams? Y'all got y'all got a nice y'all got a nice a whip of teams, and I, and then real, I'm gonna pick my I'm gonna pick who I think gonna win. But like, who, what goes into <laughs> selecting y'all the teams with a dipper? 
And is that your responsibility? Well, we got a lot to do with it. Okay. You know, we just try to pick the best taste we can get. Okay. Because you know, traditionally, we would like Bloom, but Bloom been going down to Pontiac forever. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but we didn't want too many teams in the suburb because that means the suburb tournament. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so we just try to, you know, go out there and get some good teams, okay. you know, that's around the state of Illinois. To uh, Our goal for next year is to break some teams out of state here. For okay. People, Diversity. Yeah. What about, speaking of both, what about girls? Will y'all eventually get to inviting some girls? Well, we talked about uh, grammar schools, the mini dipper. Okay. You know, we talked about that. You didn't get off the ground. There's some rules that kind of impact that a little bit. But, yeah. Okay. But we would, it would be great to have... Yeah, a little dipper and a big dipper. Yeah, so kids in the community can see what the next level actually looks like. To that point, I, I interviewed some of the players from the classic. They talked about some of the the freshmen and the, even the sophomores. They, man, you know, just a year or two ago, I was here as a, and I couldn't wait to get here. That's the type of that's the type of thought process and experience yeah. you want to create for these. But if you want to keep your kids in, I, yeah. Come yeah. on, you got to see the. They if you want to go to, if you want to be a college basketball player, you got you need to go see what see, college basketball looks like. Yeah, that's fair enough. But if you want to be a that's high fair school enough. basketball that's player, fair you need, at eighth grade, you need to see what that experience looks like. That get the juices going. That gets you, whether and it don't necessarily have to be Rich Township you're coming to, but if your said district school is playing in the Dipper, you there. That's what you want to see. Yeah. But diversity, go back to your original question. We have six teams from the. Uh, from one conference, we have five teams from uh, from the Southland Conference. You have three teams from CPS, different conferences, mm -hmm. uh, and then we have one Indiana team, and we have to round it out. So you have a South suburban century. You get a little mix of teams that are up and coming. Mm -hmm. with some good coaches and good staff. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be good. So you're actually looking to build relationships and establish relationships mm -hmm. with programs that are going to be up and coming. Uh, who's to say that in two years, the team that you thought was coming out of the white division in CPS building, coach first year, second year, mm -hmm. and now he's got he's got something. Mm -hmm. So you want to create diversity in what you, what you establish. And it's hard kind of managing all the teams because – you don't want a team playing somebody that's in that conference. Right. So that becomes a little bit of a challenge. Too. Right, right. All right, so you got Thornwood versus TF South. I'm taking Thornwood. <laughs> you got Eisenhower versus HF. Just to fuck with Mark, I'm taking Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> that would be tough. That would be tough. I know. I know. Oh, I'm just want to fuck with JD and Mark. Yeah. I'm picking Eisenhower. Look at my face, Mark. Wesley House and Hillcrest. I'm taking Hillcrest. Bremen versus you guys. I feel like I got to pick y'all because y'all sitting right here, so I'm going to take y'all. Uh, High Park versus Thornridge. That's going to be a good game. I'm picking High Park. I'm picking High Park. And, and, and shout out to Coach Perry. I own the staff at Thornridge, but I'm taking High Park. I, I, and, and I do these right. I did, I did them before, and some of the coaches that I picked against, they saw me and rubbed it in. Like, yeah, you, I saw that you picked such yeah. and such. So I like that they do that. Evergreen Green Park and Bishop Knoll. I'm going to pick Bishop Knoll. And the reason why I'm picking Bishop Knoll is because Evergreen Park was the game Xavier got hurt in last year. So I got a little bit. It's not yeah. their fault. Right. It's not their fault, right. but, you know, whatever. And shout out to my young guy, Keyshawn. He, uh, Keyshawn Vavall. And I forget the coach's name, but his son is on the team. Coach Sexton building over it's there. Sexton. That's what it is. You know, you know he was at St. Lawrence. 
before. I did that. St. Lawrence. Okay. We, we played him in the uh, in the state playoff. Okay. And then he left St. Lawrence, and I believe it was him. I'm pretty sure. Left St. Lawrence and went to Everett Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's, he's a fiery guy, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's a fiery guy, oh, too. Yeah. And then you got Crane versus Thornton. Now, everybody wants to pick Thornton for the obvious reason, and I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing. I'm going to pick Thornton. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not no dumbass. All right. Cool. Last few questions. I want you guys to name your all-time NBA five starters and one six-man. All time. This is your list. So it could be, you can name all centers if you want, all guards, forwards. Cole. Okay, that's one. Mike. Two. You gotta say Mike. Elijah Juan. Three. Okay. James Worthy. Four. Damn. Okay. Magic Johnson. Five. Who your six man? Lou Williams. Okay. Yeah, that was, that's okay. That's a solid team. Go ahead, Mark. Man, you hit me with this one. All right. Kobe, Mike. Two. LeBron. Three. Um, Shaq. Four. Trying to go back in the day. Joe Dumas. Another first. That's another first. Five. Who your six man? Alex English. Alex English? It's like a game. You always get buckets. No, no. I'm like. I was knocking that. I'm I'm not Probably knocking that at all. I'm very like, solid. oh shit. Oh, that's solid. very solid. Very okay, I got AI, Kobe, Jordan, LeBron, Hakeem, and my sixth man is Jamal Crawford. Okay, not bad. That's good. Yeah, not, not bad. bad. Okay. Not bad. Uh, last two things. One, um, in my religion in Islam, we believe that our parents, our children rather, pick us as parents. Um, I know your son played, you have children, you just had a grandparent. When you hear that, what does it mean knowing that your children picked you to be a parent, to be their parents specifically? And what does it mean, like, just kind of talk about your family and what they mean to you guys? Y'all pour a lot of man hours into other people's yeah, children. Yeah, our kids get lost in the mix. Always. You know, even my daughter, you know, we at odds right now, you know. But, you know, my daughter went to Thornton, so, and then Lou mm. went to Thornton. So mm. he started at Thornton, because I stayed in the South Suburb. But my kids, all of my kids, um, I don't know if they picked me to be their father. I think I picked them. So I don't, know. I don't know, you know, but I love my kids, man. I just wish I could spend more time with them, you know, because, mm-hmm. again, uh, you're my age, 56, you know, your, your light your, your light is on, mm-hmm. you know, your light, your, your gas light on. Yeah. We ain't have tech no more. It's yeah. on. It's yeah, blinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you look around the corner, you know, it all be over. But uh, just to spend that time with them, you know, it's just it's unbelievable. And I'm just happy to be who I am. But I'm also happy to have been a big part of other people's lives mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. and you know to try to help them out so it's mm-hmm. been good it balances out okay mark so I, pu- I poured a lot into these kids over the last 20 years 20 plus years i should say and uh, i'm excited that they chose me just to that we were able to engage mm-hmm. and 
I was able to pour whatever I got into them. Good, bad, and different. Mm-hmm. Um, to whatever extent, that it's an experience that hopefully they can take and utilize it mm-hmm. for something positive moving forward. We got to do what we can to create strong brothers coming up. Mm-hmm. We got to be able to pour into these guys the positive things that they need and, and give them the tools to be successful mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. Whether they choose me, whether they choose coach, whether they choose someone at another school, we just all got to be on the same page about what we're giving them. Mm-hmm. And it's got to come from a place that's unselfish mm-hmm. and committed to someone else being successful. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to give it to me and I feel like it's my duty to have to try to do what I can to give it to somebody It's, it's else. the Lord's task to give it to them. Um, to, to that point, like, you know, I, I think about my own boys. I have a six-year-old, and then, of course, Xavier is 19 now. And um, just, you know, and, and I think about the relationship that I have with my dad, which, you know, was a little rocky before he died, but it got better before he passed. But, like, I, you know, fatherhood for me is, like, it's a, it's a, it's a phenomenal experience. Like, I... I like I love being a dad, and I, I I love it even more now with Xavier because now he's at that man age, and I can kind of not that I never talk to them or how I want it or just openly, but like now with Xavier, when I do, I could see it's you know yeah. it's sinking in. Yeah. And just the other night, he came home from school, and he only got a couple of days home. He came home, and like you know, I mean, you know, usually Zay is very. He's very like when it comes to him and I, he's he's very hesitant about our relationship, right? And him and my wife, they got a really good open relationship. But they, I, I see him turning the corner of being like, when he texts me sometime, when he talks to me now, he's a little more open, he's a little more confident. And when he's talking to me, coming. yeah. Right. And so the other night we was in his room, I mean, and I'm talking about just the simplest of shit. Like I really, it, it just does something to me. So we in his room when he, the night he came home and um, it, we got like this little thing where I, you know, I always want to go lay on, lay on his bed and he hates like, dad, get out of my room. And so we're laying there and I'm like, all right, just give me eight minutes. All right, give me 10 minutes. And it turned into like an hour. And now we're laying there, we're talking, we're, we're, we're doing heat, you know, doing the, the, the ESPN sport bet thing or whatever. But like just that sample size of that interaction it just really meant the world to me. And yeah. so, like, when I talk to him, when I see him, I see the changes in his face. I see the changes in his confidence as, as he's becoming a man. I, 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 I love being a father. Yeah. Like, I love yeah. being a father. Small yeah. things. It's very small, yeah, things. small things. Very small. And then you talked about our light being on. Like, I've, mm-hmm. I've been very um, mindful of, because a lot of people our age and younger, you know, the Lord is calling them. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. you don't know your time. You yeah. just don't know when... Yeah. You got to pick up that phone and answer that call, and so like I'm very mindful of that. Just preparing yeah. him yeah. for life after me, yeah. what that what that should look like, how he should be, the framework. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, like, um, Goody used to do this thing when kids who he was big on kids that had bad habits, because he grew up in Robert Taylor, mm-hmm. so he's seen some everything, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of kids from the low end from that area, that's where he got a lot of kids from. And they would all come over to Boga, because you know, he was very well known over in that area. And when kids got into issues, he said, get in the circle, middle of the court, y'all hold hands. 
and look around, look at everybody. He said, if you keep doing the things that you're doing, when you come back in 10 years, I can tell y'all to get in the same circle. Somebody's not going to be here. Somebody's not going to be here. Yeah. If you, don't change, if you don't change your life and some of the things that y'all are doing. So as coaches, it's hard for kids to relate to some of the things that we're trying to mm -hmm. pour into them mm -hmm. because you can't reach as a coach. We were just talking about this. Like It's hard when you can't reach a kid. Oh, yeah. That's the most hurt thing yeah, that, yeah, because you're yeah. pouring so much into them and you know the things that they're doing are going to lead to a path that they may not be able to recover from. Recover from yep. And so when you can't reach them and something else that's not right in their life is reaching them, that's the most hurt thing as yeah. a coach, yeah. Yeah. In my, yeah. from my perspective. Yeah. That is. Yeah. It's true, Russ. Yeah. Um, lastly, uh, I want you guys, um, just take a quick 30 seconds, just send yourselves a future message. What do you want to tell yourselves in the future when you look back on this video? Let's go first. Um, you know, I'm really thankful for the opportunity. Um, there's not many people that's going to be able to say that they – I'm probably the only one that will be able to say that I coach with both Goody and Lou. Mm -hmm. And um, that's an experience, and it's been a, a hell of a ride. Mm -hmm. I, I think for me, you know, just – knowing that the end is near and you have those moments some nights, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you just know, like, I gave everything I had to this game. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't cheat at I didn't cheat it at all, especially when it came to kids. I gave every ounce that I had, you know, sometime losing sight of my kids and my future, my plans. Mm -hmm. I gave them all I had and I am not even Mad about any part no of it. No regrets. But I gave it all I had, and that's you know part of being, uh, uh, part of you being who you are when you give all you got, mm -hmm. and you know you left it out there, and that's 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 the good part about it. I definitely want to thank you, gentlemen, um, for coming up, um, coaches. You know, just uh, kind let me of say something. Oh, you. sure. We have a new program called the Junior Raptors. It's a small kids, like six to. 13 that's okay. going to be part of our program coming up. Okay. So we're going to launch that program pretty soon. We'll come back and do more about that. Oh, please. Please. Open yeah. door invitation. And I want to tell you, thank you for what you're doing. I was going to, I was going to ask you that. Like, yeah. just kind of talk a little bit about, like, what we're doing, you know, just the Exposure Runs platform and your thoughts on it. So the work that you're doing has been so desperately needed. Like, everybody assumes the basketball world is a small community. But without platforms like this, people see us in gyms and see us doing the stuff that we do, and maybe people don't think we're approachable or don't know who we are. Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. make assumptions about mm -hmm. who you are mm -hmm. until they hear this type of conversation. And man, it, and, and, and then you get a different perspective yeah. about it. And so, you know, I'll just be honest, when Thank we you. first got the job yeah. out there, people Thank said, you. man, that ain't gonna work. Wait, his style of coaching that ain't gonna work out there in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. All that kind of stuff. We, I heard it all, but platforms like this allow people to come into view, develop relationships. Maybe mm -hmm. that they probably wouldn't, and tear down walls that they may not have mm -hmm. otherwise mm -hmm. been able to uh, get close enough to understand. And we just genuine people, man. We just we just a couple guys just trying to <laughs> coach the ball, man. We ain't, we ain't, you know, we ain't. Very. That's all. We, we just a couple Very. guys just trying to coach the that's ball up. and trying to help some kids. And if ain't nobody else going to do it, we're going to do it. Right, yeah. And we appreciate you for allowing us to come on the platform. 
anytime we can help you with your platform, whether that's through the school, the Dipper, otherwise, personally, whatever way you think we can be of a resource to you, from my perspective, I'm sure if coaches feel free to use it. I appreciate that. Appreciate I definitely appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. Um, yes. You know, again, like, you know, moving here and as I started learning basketball, you know, the basketball culture, you know, you guys, you know, you and, you know, Mike and, and you know, Nick and, and, and Rob and Ty and, and, um, and, um, I don't know why his name is escaping right now. Y'all just kind of spoke about Mike, uh, Mike Oliver. You, <clears throat> you guys are like larger than life, right? But then when you get a chance to sit down and talk to you guys, it, it's it's very it's very it's very uh, it's, it just it just does something to you because it's you know y'all y'all character and how y'all talk and like you know just kind of picking your brains on some of the experiences that y'all had and coaching like it's like man these guys are they but just 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 to have fun though yeah you know i mean like yeah like we can like we was just in dc last week with the boys you know just having fun mm -hmm. man you know i just tell the boys it, it doesn't matter just have fun yeah. have fun because it's very think about this it'll be going how many times you come outside and just really laugh not often not often man not often, because because it could be because yeah, the world is making really yeah yeah exactly. So it's you gotta say you gotta take those moments, man. and I'm sure. And we have some point in practice, one of those boys make us smile or laugh. Like every day, somebody gonna sue something or do something. That's important. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, yeah. No, I really appreciate that, and thank you uh, for y'all time. I know y'all got a game. I appreciate y'all the, the opportunity just to kind of you know sit and talk to y'all. Like it, 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 it really bring it, it solidifies the platform having you know coaches like you guys on. So uh, thank you very much yeah. for that. We're looking forward to Tuesday. Like I can't yeah. Yeah. tell you. Super excited. I don't know if I should say this or not because I'm. I'll tell y'all off camera what I what I what I'm gonna end up having to do. Uh, Cause yeah, it's, yeah, I gotta make some moves. But anyway, uh, let me <laughs> let me get my shout outs to my guy Bo Harris, my my mom producer over there with AGM Plus, uh, my guy Numerex, uh, Derek Ellison. Those guys were very uh, Tyree and, and Derek were very instrumental in me even starting this entire thing. Uh, Ryan Foran, who is my co-founder of the Shot Town Showcase. Uh, I definitely got to give a shout out to uh, the Rich Township AD, uh, Steve Diversity. Like he so, really took care, he really took care of us. Like man, I definitely got to give him a shout. Out. His energy was infectious. Um, his his vision is very is very HD like. So like I you Dr. know Dr. Thomas Dr. Thomas Shank, Superintendent Matt Shank Matt Shank yeah oh Shank yeah he he yeah. definitely spoke about Shank. Yeah. So shout out to yeah. them guys. And I made sure to write this down this time. My boy. I made sure to My write boy. down. I want to give a shout out to SVI Sports Ventures International, Anthony and Grant Leach. Um, they are our sponsors with, with the Billboard, our apparel. Um, they're doing a lot of great things um, down in Indiana, but also here in the Chicagoland area. They, they do our uh, uniforms when I do the Shots on Showcase. Um, so I definitely want to shout them guys out. I didn't want to forget them this time. All right. Well, I appreciate that, my boy. All right. Um, on that note, there's been a couple people on the chat throughout. Shout out to I'm Justin. He's been throughout the entire. Uh, 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 Coach Perry, uh, Kirby Dorsey has been on here. Uh, Mr. Hill's been on here, like so. A couple people been on here. Somebody was on here. I actually was about to snap on their asses, but I'm gonna chill on that shit. Um, anyway, so uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Appreciate Thank you guys. You. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs>